In the professional wrestling industry, unanswered questions are considered especially frustrating. At Rogue Opinions, a dedicated few with too much time in their hands attempt to solve these questions inside the hallowed halls of Kayfabe Court. These are their stories. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long old time, but we're back. We are about to step once again inside the hallowed halls of Kayfabe Court. Restrictions have been lifted. Uh, we are outside uh, thoroughly sanitising our hands before we go in. Uh, I will be your judge once we step inside today. Scott McLeod, I am back again with the Rogue Opinions crew to settle the most, the most important unanswered questions plaguing the world of wrestling. And joining me, slowly but surely emptying bottles of sanitizer into their, into their palms. First off, we have uh, Nathan Greenaway. Hello, yes, I am head to toe covered in sanitizer, much like Danny DeVito was in that one episode of Always Sunny. I'm just, I swam naked in it before coming here. So thanks, it's a frankly revolting sight. I mean, we did ask that everyone is fully clothed when they step inside Cape Court. You told me to be thoroughly sanitized. We meant more so your hands. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what the email said. You're taking this whole naked men podcast thing very much. <laughs> I mean, I have got a mask on, if that's any consolation. Whoa, who's this? Uh, he's, it's been a while since he's been on Kayfabe Court. Uh, it's Carl Pierce. Hello, Carl. Hello, yeah, I'm here with another case that will hold no water whatsoever. But hey-ho. Right, okay, I guess I won. We can end the podcast. Yeah, you might as well... Award Nathan the victor right yes. now. Thank I mean, goodness. girl, everybody loves an underdog. <laughs> oh, and we, Unless it's me. We're really not here for you to see what your case is. We just want to see how many names you'll get right after your idea with Tommy Fiesto. Oh, at least one. And hopefully, I won't be racist this time either. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to get a few episodes back of Keefe of Court and not just do the one return and then that's it done. Yeah, it's back after a couple of years just on the basis that we hope everyone has forgotten what happened last time. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Carl is back. Now he's cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Chrissy Teigen of Rogue Opinions. <laughs> I don't really know who that is, but you yeah, know, no, I just laugh along. I just laugh along <laughs> you you don't know who Chrissy Teigen is? Nope. You want to explain it to them? Do I want to explain what? I you lost you for a second. Explain it to them, you know. Oh, who, who Chrissy Teigen is? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's married to John Legend, and she got super sad because she got accused of bullying loads of people ages ago, and now she's off social media. And she said this week that she's sad because she can't go on social media. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, that, that description suits Carl to a T. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my love for John Legend is boundless. Yeah. <laughs> and you too are also a model. And we are all just ordinary people. Ugh. <laughs> God damn it. And we're cancelled again. 
How you guys, uh, how are you guys feeling about today? But step back inside, KV court. You know, you gotta be ruthless sometimes. to win a court case here. You know, how you feeling? Arms sweaty, knees weak, something about spaghetti. Goodness me, are we just doing song lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I feel pretty pretty pumped. Um, it's very hot outside, um, which is good because I'm bringing the fire, and um, I'm ready to crush crush Carl with my expert argument, which is pure fact. It's not an argument; it's fact. I say you're going to be Rafa Benitez for the evening, then. Yep. And if I look like I'm losing, I also will jump sides. <laughs> and... Jump across the Mersey. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Ah. Song lyrics. Now, finally, song lyrics to football. Something I can do. <laughs> Carl, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? No, because uh, when you've already lost, you don't need to be nervous. Oh, I feel like he's coming in as like the the guy that's going to try and just win on the sympathy vote, <laughs> which always works with Scott. <laughs> I mean, Scott just needs to remember who, you know, his other member of Team Godfather is and we'll be all right. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, so it's rigged. I can appeal <laughs> when I lose. There are no appeals in TV before. <laughs> Not even after it was proven just how horrible human being Sean Spears was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got the... Uh, I've got the Miz backup plan, if need be. <laughs> the Miz backup plan? Yeah, he, he was losing his case, so he uh, had a briefcase full of money. And I've got a briefcase of Iron Brew with Scott's name on it. <laughs> I open oh. it up and it's the new, new, new stuff. You know, you won't be banished from my courtroom. <laughs> I, I just need, I just need to call my PA. Well, you gotta be re- careful with that miscomparison. It's something to do with wrestling. If it's happened in the last year or so, there's a there's a seventy percent chance, seventy percent possibility that Nathan won't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, I've got no. Idea. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's why I suddenly went. What the Miz argument? I thought he was going to tell me it was actually the Miz who was under the ring. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and he just actually knew, like it had been like proven, and we were just wasting our times. This is no. a thing that's how we were able to get, uh, we were able to get here, Nathan here in the first place. That and he loves arguing. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. Ah, so, so there we go. Well, we've already had two references, which two of us didn't understand. No, it's so a great start. Just wait until I bring up Hudson Hawk in a bit. We've got our finger right on the pulse of pop culture here at Rogue Thing. Just, really. yeah. just like WWE events, McMahon, when you think about it. Yeah, we've got The Miz, we've got Rafa Benitez, and we've got a 1991 Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> and some song lyrics. And whoever the fuck Chrissy Teigen is. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to this, you know, thing high horse. Judging other people. This is what I was built to do. If you're still listening, thank you very much. <laughs> you're still listening. I'm sorry, guys. The best jokes have been done. I was going to say scared. Yeah. Well, the time for jokes, lads, is over. Because if you're still with us, wrap yourselves in because it's time to step inside Kayfabe Court. All right, now, everyone, sit down. Please silence in my courtroom. I am the 
Right Honourable Scott McLeod. No sniggering at that. Uh, your judge for these proceedings. The case, the docket, zoom passed across my desk, is the case of whose hands were those that fell in a cell 2020. We are here to determine whose hands mysteriously appeared under the ring after Drew McIntyre took genuinely went through a table. He, what are you laughing at? He went through a table off the apron in the Hell in a Cell match against Bobby Lashley, and then there were mysterious pair of hands. Commentary clearly didn't know whose hands they were, that's why they didn't mention it. But we here at Keyfabe Court, we have the minds capable of determining whose hands they were. And now, to present his case first, hold on. Ah, that's a nice orangey liquid that I just managed to find here next to my judge's bench. Uh, Mr. Pierce, yeah, you will be presenting your opening arguments, if you please. Okay. Well, you know something, brother. No, wait, no, that's not it. See, what it is is The Rock likes to cook porridge. No, wait, that's the wrong case as well. Mr. Pierce clearly has got his papers next up. No, you see, Anna, that for me, there's only one explanation. The person hiding under the ring was clearly Doink the Clown. No, he has a habit of hiding under rings. He's probably been under the ring, under the ring since WrestleMania 9. That's his soul. Plus, you know, there's multiple doinks. We don't know. You know, there's two, three, four men on a mission with doinks. I think it could be flipping any doink the clown. But he's there, living under the ring. And when that bit of debris came through his threshold, which was under the ring, he had to push it back. And, you know, that just made it look like he was moving it away from Drew McIntyre. But it wasn't. It was just invading his it was just debris invading his home space which he couldn't tolerate so that's it so that's who i believe it to be your honor doink the clown can someone remove that dog from my courtroom i cannot focus on these arguments when there's barking in the background you said dogs were fine didn't you didn't no this is a place of law thank you mr pierce for those arguments, we will hear more from you in a second. Mr. Greenaway, yep. you have a your reputation in this court speaks for itself. Would you like to make your opening argument? Yeah, now I have actually used science and fact to, to back up my argument. Um, so I can absolutely state that, first of all, it was only a hand that we saw under the ring. Don't get confused by everyone calling it plural so far. There was one hand. And so I've gone back and found out who it is for certain. And it was Gordon Mundy. For those of you who don't know who Gordon Mundy is, he was an Irish engineer. He was aboard uh, the spaceship in the Cloverfield Paradox. And he looked suspiciously like Chris O'Dowd. I can tell everyone in this in this courtroom has seen the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. And what happened is that uh, the man that looked suspiciously like Chris O'Dowd from the It Crowd uh, he got his arm trapped in this 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 wall uh, that sent and it sent his arm to a parallel universe, uh, just a one hand. And that hand appeared, despite him putting it through there in the year 2028, in the year of our Lord 2021. When did this happen? This year is this year. You only get a few. You only get a few chances in this court. 
Jesus, how many times did Carl mess up his opening? And I get, oh, God damn it, this is this You're is not great. question me. Oh, that was a that was a messed up Nathan. That was how it was supposed to go. Yeah, and it appeared under the ring at Hell in a Cell 2021, and all it did was like just pat the table a bit, and he was like, oh crap, where am I? And then obviously he tries to rip his arm out, but he he can't. Uh, but the cameras panned away at that point and got back to the pulse pounding action. Uh, but it was the hand of Gordon Mundy, a man who suspiciously looks like Chris O'Dowd. I see. Well, we need you to explain more about this <laughs> later on in your argument, Mr. Greenaway, as the right honourable presiding does not have time to watch movies with the amount of cases coming across his desk while we've been away <laughs> for the pandemic. Now that there's 79 wrestling shows a week, <laughs> it's no time. Uh, Mr. Pierce, if you could expand upon your argument, you expect us to believe that there was a doink the clown was under the ring. Please, which what doink the clown exactly was this? Well, I just want to say that we have actually learned something fascinating with Nathan's case, and that is somebody actually did watch the Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, which, loads uh, of people watched it. Don't blow my mind. Sorry, sorry. Uh, that will be added to the record that the right. The defence did watch the Cloverfield paradox that has been added. The stenographer is adding that to the record. But yeah, uh, the Klein has had a history of hiding under rings. As I said, if you're as old as I am, unfortunately, you'll remember him springing, or a doink, springing from under the ring to ambush Crush in this match against Doink, because there were two doinks. And see, he's a client. He's a master of illusion and clearly he made it look like there was two of them somehow nobody knows how but there we go mm. and yes after the after that this one of the dykes hid back under the ring and he cropped up once i think at king of the ring 93 but never been seen since so he's proven that he's been living under the ring all this time as say. And Helen out. there was a breach, the table broke, bits of the table went under the ring, invading his home space, and he had to push it out. And on camera, it looked like there was a hand moving debris off Drew McIntyre, but that was just purely circumstantial. Ah, I see. I will say what is circumstantial in this courtroom. Uh, Mr. Greenway, <laughs> tell you, please explain more about this. The science that you claim to have before I open it up for you to question each other's arguments. Well, this science that I claim to have actually uh, obviously comes from the future at the time, but I've been lucky to look forward in time uh, at and uh, at Gordon Mundy and see what his team got up to uh, when they were on board on board their ship. Now they were trying to make unlimited energy for Earth. Earth had a big energy crisis. Does that sound familiar, guys? Well, in seven years' time, they're trying to fix it with someone that looks like Chris O'Dowd. Um, now, they think they sorted it to look for this shepherd particle, and they got like a particle accelerator that they think's going to make the energy. What it actually does is opens up portals to other universes aboard the ship. Crazy, right? Um, so it's an accident. Uh, they, find, they, they find a woman inside a wall who has been like transported through this parallel universe thing. And when Chris O'Dowd, sorry, Gordon Mundy is fixing this wall, uh, his arm slips through because a portal there has opened up. And uh, 
and yeah, they try they try to save save his arm, but it's stuck somewhere. And where it is stuck, it coincidentally because I've I've matched it up. I've looked at side by side. It's definitely his arm. Uh, it, it actually ended up at Hell in the Cell, twenty twenty one touching that table and he was like oh and he's even a bit in the movie he's like i can feel something and obviously that thing was a table right, now for those that are worried well does the portal work both ways yes his arm makes it back through uh at one point and it's actually really funny and very well done that gordon mundy is a real comedic timing is is genius but yeah the science they were trying to solve earth's energy crisis so I will open the floor now for both men to you know, provide questions to each other's arguments. So, Peter, do you have any questions for your opposition? Yes. So, so Nathan, basically, your, your whole case hinges upon a crappy Netflix movie that nobody's ever watched. And this person, someone, Monday or whatever his name is, is... Chris dies because he's playing a character in a movie which is crap and portals. Oh, and... Harry, it's crap, but you've also said you've not seen it. Well, I well that's conjecture. Crap, but Judge, that's I good enough up. for me. Here, say. That is The court will disregard. I've not seen season two of The Mandalorian. I'm just going to declare it's crap. I was I was about to rule in your favour, you arsehole. I was just using his example. I wasn't agreeing. I wasn't trying to like, throw it oh, back. I was just saying, that's madness. Silence. I am speaking. Silence while I speak. We will uh, disregard any comments about TV shows or films being considered great. Strike the Mandalorian and uh, Carl's comment, last comment about Coalfield Paradox from the record. Okay. Uh, a movie that I've heard isn't the best, shall I say that. And it, it is his movie. Pearls do not exist. This, this hand could not be. I mean, we all know Doink exists. He's there. We've seen him. We've seen him come from under the ring. Uh, hence, WrestleMania 9, Exhibit A. So, um, I mean, you just it just makes no sense. You're living in a fantasy world. I think you're living in a fantasy world. If, if you could... Spoiler, if you're going to start throwing around the, the people aren't real, I'm just going to throw this at you. Doink's not real, Carl. What? <laughs> also, I would like to question you calling clowns masters of illusion. Clowns aren't masters of illusion. They're jokers. They're like, they're pranksters. They're not masters of illusion. You're talking crap. Of course they are. Look at look at the Joker against Batman, all the shenanigans he pulled. Not illusions, though, are they? They are. He even had his own utility belt. If you go way back to... not an illusion. You think belts are ah. illusions? No, but some of the things he pulled out of his utility belt back in camp, 1960s well, Batman, which you're is saying, real. You're saying Doink's, Doink's going to be up to something. If he's under that ring, he's up to something, and he's going to be pulling some sort of, like shenanigan um but but he didn't he didn't do anything that arm did nothing because it was confused as to why it was there and it felt that table and then it was like whoa i can feel something because my arm's trapped through this through this portal if if doink was under there you're saying he would have been scheming he would have been doing something he didn't do anything that's the old doink i mean this is you know 25 years ago i mean he's an old he's like me he's old he can't be asked now he just wants to live under the ring in peace so he's just under like he would be he would be up to something. We've seen Doink like re- regenerate all the time and get up to stuff. 
he's not just going to feel a table. He's going to feel a table and he would smell an opportunity and he would do something. Whereas that arm was clearly confused as to why it was there. So he either regenerates or he's not real. I mean, well, which, which is it, Max? Make your mind up. What, doink? Yeah. Both. So he can, he's not real and he regenerates. Well, uh, you know, told you, if that's not an illusion, I don't know what I don't is. think you know what an illusion is. Because if he's an illusion, you're also saying he's not real. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I have some questions of my own with these arguments. Oh, Nathan, we acknowledge here in KFA court that wrestling is predetermined, not fake. That is the order, is the ruling of the court. It's actually above me right now. I didn't say it was fake. No, I didn't say you did. Please do not interrupt the yeah. judge. But it is it has been it is clear that the events of the cool real paradox are in fact fictional, as it is a movie. So how do you expect this court to believe that a fictional character's hand managed to reach through a portal in time back eight years to hell in a cell twenty twenty one? It does well, not to make sense. This does not seem like science to me. It is science. Because, as I said, the Cloverfield Paradox came back from the future through one of the portals. And it's actually just fact, as I've already said. They're trying to solve the energy crisis, an energy crisis that is actually going on right now. And in seven years' time, they thought they had a solution. And they needed people that looked like other famous people. But, you know, you ever heard of twins, guys? Come on. Something ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, and he reached through that portal, ended up at Hell in a Cell 2021. Who knows where those portals go to? They go all over the place. There was loads of them. They nearly broke time. And then uh, it, that arm fell at that table. They nearly broke time and fell in a cell. You claim that this is science. This is science as according to, again, as I say, a fictional a piece of fiction. This, where is the real science behind this? Where is the science yes. back up that these yes. portholes exist? Well, the real You're, science hasn't been hasn't been written yet. As obviously I've told you, this is seven years in the future. So he's basing it on something that hasn't even been written yet. I mean, Your Honour, I demand to see Mr. Greenaway's scientific credentials to back all this up. Uh, not no more outbursts like that, Mr. Pierce, or you will be held in contempt of court. So, I apologise, Your Honour. Uh, Mr. Pierce, I also have my questions for you. As you said. That this Doink character has a history of under, hiding under the ring at WrestleMania 9 and King of the Ring 93, respectively. But I would put it to you, sir, that those events happened in Las Vegas, Nevada, and in Dayton, Ohio, neither of which are within a close distance to Tampa, Florida, where this occurred. So, how is Doink appearing under all these different rings at various times without being noticed? Because, you know, he's a clown, he's sneaky. It's doing, he's the master of mischief, isn't he? He's, maybe he's even Loki in disguise for all we know. But he has a history of being under the ring. I mean, how does anybody keep a pair of them under the ring? It's one of those wrestling mysteries that you never understand. Like, not even the big show hid under there once, and look how big he is. It, you know, it's just it's just where he lives, and that's that's it. He travels with the, he travels with WWE. Well, so now he probably lives don't there. even know he's there. I said that in my opening argument. That's where he lives. The the debris. He lives, he lives in the same yeah, place really, where Kane would yeah. break through the ring and drag people through in what was claimed to be hell. So you're saying Doink lives in hell, 
with horns. Quite, po- quite possibly. <laughs> Gentlemen, I think I've heard everything I need to hear. I will now move to closing arguments. Mr. Greenaway, your closing arguments. Well, I think that I've made I've made all my points. This is science that we don't yet understand. And it comes from the future, but it's quite clear to see that the arms are identical in every way. I'd like to say that we do see below the wrist of this arm. And if you look at Doink, he's always got some kind of an underarm along thing going on up under that arm. And there was nothing on that arm. There's nothing on it to suggest it was Doink in any way, shape or form. But it did look suspiciously like Irish engineer Gordon Mundy's arm because it was his arm from the future in a portal. Whilst they try to solve the energy crisis, these are scientists. We need to trust these people because they're going to fix our future. And like, I don't think what Carl said makes any sense whatsoever. Oh, I will be the judge of that. Mr. Pierce. <laughs> you keep pointing you know, out. <laughs> what can be this described? You've had what can be this described? Hey, he's mocking you, Scott. Hold him in contempt. You laughed. I wasn't even listening to what he was saying. I was trying to do my job. Both of you will be held in contempt if you keep interrupting me. Now, Mr. Pierce, you have had what can be described as a mixed performance in this courtroom today. What can you offer me in this closing argument to convince me that this case should be swung in your favour? All we see is a, a glimpse of a hand under the ring, not an arm, just a hand. I mean, it's impossible to tell if it's the same as some fictional character who's fat doing some energy-saving exercise in space in a fictional Netflix program that may or may not be very good. I mean, we know Doink has a history of hiding under the ring. He's done that. We've seen him come out, as I say, and ambush Crush. What's the stuff him from being under the ring this time? I mean, he's real. We know he's real. We've seen him with our own eyes on telly in, in you know, act, acting and wrestling other wrestlers, not just on a Netflix show looking like another actor, which actually he is that actor. That's why he looks like him. I see. Well, I have been weighing up the facts that have been presented to me in this case. Now, while I must say to Mr. Greenaway to be careful, as he he himself earlier said to not confuse the court when saying instead of a hand, instead of a hand, he then mentioned. Doink's arm, which, as Mr. Pierce had pointed out, we did not see an arm. It was merely a hand. So be careful and be careful not to confuse the I did not say that. I said we saw slightly beneath the wrist. Yes. See, you continue to, to use the court now. I'm oh, no, that's my... what I said. Wait. Read that back. Yeah, he yeah. definitely said arm, didn't he? The stenographer, is, who does not look like me at all, is, is not... <laughs> oh, my God. People are going to listen to this and they're going to realise that I didn't say we saw the whole arm. I 100% said we saw, we saw slightly beneath the wrist because I said Why did you mention used to wear an arm. Because I said, God, okay, the, guys, the judge isn't even fucking listening. I said he wears an underarm that goes all the way up his arm and we saw slightly beneath the wrist and there was no underarm there. Or like an underarm, like tight shirt thing that went all the way up his arm and we saw slightly beneath the wrist of this hand. And there was nothing on it because it was Gordon Mundy's hand and arm. 
That is for me to decide, Mr. Greenway. Now, I'm making my decision. Now, I do not pretend to understand the science that has been presented by Mr. Greenway, but he claims that is of the future of which this court cannot understand. What I do understand, Joint may have a history of hiding under the ring, but I do not feel like I was thoroughly convinced that he's kept up those under-the-ring shenanigans for the past 25 years. And frankly, what I feel is one of the least prepared uh, arguments I've heard in this court since a slightly handsome or urgent myself need a misunderstanding of the Mandela effect. So, through sheer, partly through, through sheer lack of, seemingly sheer lack of preparation and a strong conviction about some sort of energy crisis, which I also don't need seem to understand, uh, this court rules in favour of the crystal dowd looking fail as presented by Mr. Greenaway. Thank you. This is going to make the future very happy. But if, well, one, one more call of my integrity and you will be content. Sorry, what? We'll be held in content if you continue to question my ability to listen to the case and the facts presented. I just said thank you. Yes, but earlier on you, you claimed that I didn't listen. To be fair, you'll listen back to this and you'll realise that is exactly what I said. <laughs> yes, but I do not want you to call out to the judge of the case and say, I take this position very seriously. I'm very happy. Like in, in seven years' time, I will be more happy because I'll be able to uh, let everyone know. This is a I'm sorry that the things did not go in your favour, but... I hope this will motivate you for next time you step inside these hallowed halls. It's quite all right. This will be a case of brand new sugar-free iron brew you will not be receiving. I do not wish to have that anywhere near my lips. <laughs> yeah, it sounds Thank horrible. <laughs> apparently, apparently it is. I've never tried it, but apparently it's vile. Court is adjourned. Oof, we had to get outside. Things were getting a bit hot and heavy in there. Arguments were flying all over the place. That judge can be a real hard ass sometimes. But uh, Nathan, your yes. Crystal Dowd futuristic arguments seem to win the day. How do you feel? Well, as I've pointed out numerous times, it might look like Chris Dowd, but it's not Chris Dowd. It is future space engineer Gordon Mundy. And look, we've not even... We are talking and in some ways almost jokingly about a man losing his hand um spoilers for the cloverfield paradox was in the hand still attached to him as it was on as it, but it was it was just on the other end of the portal uh, it was attached for a bit and then unfortunately it, um the portal closed whilst his arm was on the other side hmm. but it did make it it didn't make its way back through it kind of became sentient Seems like an argument the judge would have liked to have heard. Yeah, see, I didn't have time because I had to repeat myself. <laughs> I mean, you chose seemingly to repeat yourself, I think, but uh, you still won the day. I uh, did win the day, and again, the future is going to be better off for it. Uh, Carl, you know, a lot of people in there rooting for you, buddy. Uh, where did things fall apart? I think things fell apart because um, the judge is clearly a biased cultist and he buys into stuff like Scientology and science that doesn't even exist. 
and he's obviously a complete moron, and I will not be talking to him ever again. That's certainly your opinion. <laughs> oh, doink. <laughs> well, yeah, that is the the first episode of Keefe Court. You know, it's an unusual case for us to come back on, but you know, we are making our way through a backlog of cases that have come through during the pandemic, and it's assured it will not be as long a gap between episodes of Keefe Court. Yeah, we're, we're, look. As the cases come, we will we will see them. We we'll see to them. Um, there's not a lot we can do. It depends on on when when kind of our lawyers have to come in and argue, get their cases together, and uh, and really think it through and come in with prepared arguments. And when they say they're ready, uh, we turn the we we turn the court on, and it turns out some of them aren't ready. Oh. You have to step up. And you come into the house of <laughs> court. I was ready. That is ready for me. So I thought you're at about. <laughs> to get in with the to get in with the comparison before um before Scott does, you're kind of like the lawyer from The Simpsons. What <laughs> lino hats? Yeah. <laughs> That's my whole stick. Don't you? Don't you get it? <laughs> I'm supposed to be unprepared on waffle. Uh, I did some googling and found science, which was fact. And that was enough for you today. And we hope you enjoyed the first case back inside of K-Paper Court. Uh, we hope you'll stay tuned and hope you'll follow Rogue Opinions on social media, uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, at Rogue underscore opinions. And we're going to back out a lot of our past uh, episodes of of court, some of Nathan and Carl's other outings inside the Hallowed Halls and some potential near cancellation material in there. Uh, but also, there's a lot of other stuff going on in Rogue Opinions. Nathan, do you want to tell us about some of the stuff that involves you? Yeah, you yeah, you can always find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinion. Uh, you can find me really only on the, the Naked Men podcast every every week, usually every Friday at the minute, talking, talking some pop culture nonsense. Uh, although the A-team was back the other day. Uh, I, I hesitant to call it regularly, but, you know, <laughs> some point within the next six months we'll be back again. Uh, that was me, Scott and Jimmy. We just returned just to just to really catch up. And we thought you guys might have wanted to hear us catch up. So we recorded it and uh, and call it, called it a show quite arrogantly. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but other than that, I don't really have a lot else going on in Rogue Opinions. But there's a lot of good new content coming, which is good. Some new shows. I understand, Carl, that you're in nearly all of them. <laughs> I do seem to be in quite a lot these days, and I still don't prepare for any of those either, because I'm, <laughs> I'm a lazy fuck. But I, yeah, I do Rogue Chronicles of Liam. Sometimes I join the football pod. I've dialed back on that one a bit. We did a tennis pod not long ago, although Wimbledon's uh, a week, was it a week ago now? But you can still check that out if you, if you so desire. And there's the new pod, Podding Ain't Easy, that myself and Scott do, where we listed the best Star Wars uh, programs and films in our order of preference, which were surprisingly similar on the, um, most points. And we'll be doing the Loki program soon as well. 
So look out for that. Yes, indeed. We will be looking through various the different episodes of Loki. The Loki finale just happened, so it's still relatively fresh. We're going to be talking about all six episodes and in individual reviews uh, over the coming weeks before we move back into the realm of Star Wars. Uh, yes, also, you can also find that in our back catalog. episodes of that, the uh, list video is up now, and you can find the episode. Uh, the, you can also find the A-Team reunion, where if you didn't understand the uh, Deep Bar Hudson uh, reference that uh, they were making at the start of the podcast, you can listen to more talk about it there and still not get it. Uh, and you can find hey, the... Twitter, Twitter agrees with me. I got comments telling me how good Hudson Hawk is. Good for you. Twitter has never been wrong. Nope. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter, Scott McLeod, 1996. Uh, Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast at SP Rambling. We're feeling getting back some slightly more regular uh, impact content. It's anniversary this weekend, or past weekend, if the case this comes out afterwards. Uh, my new show, uh, No Rogues Barred. Uh, Nathan was on it recently uh, for the first episode, arranging the second episode with uh, Carl uh, very soon. And uh, it's going to be a semi regular kind of podcast, depending on where I can get the guys together uh, to be on the show. God knows when I'm going to be able to get Jimmy to be on it. Uh, and also, like I said, putting in easy and all sorts of stuff is becoming regular. We may have something for money in the bank. As we have a one-off review podcast, depending on who's around and who wants to to do it, and we're also got the website Rogue Opinions uh, Twenty uh, at um, WordPress, and uh, all sorts of articles going up by the likes of Carl and uh, Anthony. And I'm I keep saying every time I mention the website, I'm going to do something because I'm obliged to do at least one article because I lost to Sam. So yeah, uh, which reminds me, Rogue Retrospective Review is also a thing. I'm still mad at Sam. That's probably why I didn't mention it. But yeah. Flooded with content we are at the minute uh, here in Rogue Things, so you know, I know restrictions are uh, lifting, but don't go outside, stay inside, listen to all of our content. Yeah, do it. Hmm. Yeah, do it. Yeah. But uh, now we need uh, a, 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 a song to end, close out the show befitting the return of a show as glorious as KFAB Court. And I feel like it falls to Nathan as the, uh, the victor this week uh, to decide that. Uh, Rasputin. Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> the Bernie M song. Yes. <laughs> Fair play. Right, rah, rah, Rasputin. Rasputin. <laughs> Who sings that? Bernie, Bernie M. M. Let's keep it that way. How <laughs> <laughs> <I> dare you. <laughs> Before we hear the sultry tones of uh, Rasputin, uh, thank you for joining us once again for keeping Court. We're back, uh, and hopefully we'll be back again soon. Uh, from Carl and Nathan Ivan, your judge for today, Scott McLeod, and we'll see you next time. Rah, rah, <laughs> <laughs>